People always ask how I balance my family life with 400 shows a year. I'm just doing what I love with the people I love. It's my magic life. I like Wes Isley. I like everything about him. All right. I've had this guy on the books. Boy, I think two months now, three months. Yeah. Uh, he contacted me and said he was a listener of the podcast and really wanted to get on and talk about his passion. And since it's magic, I said, okay. <laughs> of course. Uh, today's guest is a professional magician and inventor with over 38 years performing professionally as his full-time job under his belt. He collects and specializes in mechanical and electronical, electronic magic. And even enjoys revamping classics and uh, adding hidden electronics in the seams, behind the scenes, to help accomplish the magic. So, everybody, let's dig into it. It's Chuck Caputo. Caputo. Caputo, yes. What's up, buddy? How are you? Hey, okay. All right. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. Well, dude, this is going to be fun. I I like this. Um, I got to dig into it right from the beginning, though, man. How'd you get started in magic? I know you didn't get started with electronics right off the bat. How'd you get started? (laughs) No, you know what? I actually, you know, if if you go back, if you rewind to the very beginning, I mean, it goes back to like 1969 when I was a five year old kid. And, you know, what I actually had, you know, the old Johnson Smith catalog. And I remember I purchased a little uh, uh, vase, you know, know, the marble vase, the, uh, the color changing handkerchief, and. I think the whole order came to a whopping dollar fifty nine. Oh wow! Back in those days, that was a lot of money. I, I saved up my allowance and I sent for that, and that's that's really got me started. And then I started watching television. I remember way back in the early seventies uh, with Bill Bixby, the the uh, magician series was on, so that was fascinating. And then I had a Pittsburgh magician come to my school. I'm here from Pittsburgh, uh, Pennsylvania. You know, I've I've actually been here my whole life. Uh, there, were, there was an old-time magician who I be, actually became friends with years later. His name was Harry Allbacker. Uh, he, he traveled the fair circuit throughout the whole uh, country, more or less. I mean, I mean, the guy was amazing. But he came to my school when I was in, like, fifth grade. And so it was, it was, it was fantastic. And then, and then I, I went to college for business, you know, up, up, but I always had a passion for magic. So then around 1985, that was when I, when I kind of decided I didn't want to uh, pursue the college degree, <laughs> so I kind of put an ad in the local Yellow Pages and a few other things, and it, it just took off. And so around 1985, 1986 was, you know, like pretty much when I seriously got into it. And I and I tell you the thing that's pretty amazing was in 1986, maybe maybe uh, maybe after one year into magic, I was fortunate enough to work on the same bill with with the great Del Rey. Wow. And, and uh, at that time, I had no idea who he was. So I had performed my show, and I'm packing up backstage, and my dad was with me that night, and he said, come on down and see this guy. He's unbelievable. So I said to myself, well, if my dad thinks he's he's, he's that great, well, then he must be. So I I went down and watched him, and I was absolutely amazed. I think that night was when it triggered the, uh, you know, what you could do with electronic uh, magic, you know, because he was absolutely fantastic. Oh, well, that... And so, yeah, you know what, so we even talked, you know what, he was a very nice man, I mean, like, he even showed me a lot of his close-up effects, and and strangely enough, Wes, we, be, we became friends later on, you know, uh, we kept in touch via the phone, uh, probably for the, uh, for the next 25 years. That's awesome. Well, as we're recording this, 
I'm all packing up, getting ready to go to the Magicians Alliance of Eastern States. It's in uh, Cherry Hill, Pennsylvania. How far away is uh, that from you? Yeah, that's that's a good question. I'm not really sure. I, you know, we'd have to Google it. You know, but uh, yeah, I, I mean, like Pennsylvania is a pretty pretty big state. We're we're in western Pennsylvania. This is right on the border of uh, Jersey, Pennsylvania. But um. Oh, okay. Uh, that's how I heard about Del Rey. I mean, all the all the big magicians there. I mean, just talk about Del Rey with reverence. I mean, oh he, my goodness, yeah. the man was phenomenal. You know what? And you know, and the people don't seem to realize Wes that he was he was he was just as amazing with sleight of hand. I, I mean, the man was uh, he was he was probably the best overall magician you know that I've ever met. You know, and that's how I got my start with sleight of hand. You, you know, I, I actually specialized with uh, very 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 difficult sleight of hand. That's amazing. So I I'd never liked liquid magic. I, I always um I've always been a student of magic and you know, I've seen magicians literally just get up at a convention and go out to the bar and have a drink when somebody's doing silk magic or dove magic when they're not interested in it. But I try to learn everything I can and it's really helped me with my sponsorship. I had Vit Hit as a sponsor for 5 years 
and that was uh, owned by Pepsi. So I had to do oh. liquid magic, and I had no interest in yeah. doing liquid magic because you have to, you have to. Now I'm doing 400 shows a year. Now I got to carry liquid with me. Now I got to clean out the containers between every show. It's oh, just, yeah. it's, and you can get spills, and you got this. But knowing about Anverdi, man, that would have that would have helped some pretty cool. I created some pretty cool things with liquid magic for Vit Hit, but that glass of rings and all that stuff sound pretty darn cool too. I don't know it all. I'll never learn it all, but I love learning about all of it yeah yeah you know and, and what's strange about it Wes is most magicians tend to shy away from liquid magic because they're very you know they're, they're very messy by their nature you know what I mean and uh, yeah so it can't be a real pain in the butt which I'm sure you know especially if you're using uh, you know you know like color changes and things of that nature I mean and, and like you said when you have to clean the props out and everything I mean, it's, it's, it's a lot of extra work uh, but I think it's well worth it because you know what it is very very pretty to see you know the different types of effects you know now now, now uh, there's other uh, people that have uh, you know you know that have came up with different of the liquid magic it's, it's not just Anverdi. i mean uh, supreme has come up with different effects as well you know throughout the years uh, uh, but i think Anverdi's were much much more creative i mean uh, i mean the guy was amazing and then if we fast forward into the 1970s he started with his electronic magic is a mental dye which is which was a black plexiglass opaque dye it's black plexiglass with white spots it was about two inches square so it was a uh, fairly small for that time too to house all the electronics and uh, basically there was an opaque plexiglass box as well black ple- you, know, you know most of his props were made up of, of, of plexiglass almost all the stuff uh, the bottles were clear uh, the liquid magic uh, you know the trays were black sometimes they were orange sometimes green but for the most part his effects were black plexiglass now his uh, mental die like I said was a two inch by two inch square cube uh, you know looking like a standard die and what you would do is you would stand across the room and, and you would have a spectator drop the die into the opaque box and it closed the lid and at this point you know uh, uh, the, the performer wouldn't touch the die they could even keep their back turned and they would and they would know what number was facing up and uh, and this 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 was groundbreaking I mean like there was there was a lot of talk that this effect was going to be made and and as far as I know you know it was Enverdi that came up with this first and 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 so basically uh, the receiver on this thing was all hand wound coils I mean this is wow wow yeah you know this, this predates the stuff we have nowadays with the key fobs and everything that are encoded I mean these are hand wound coils and it gets out of tune a lot there's little pots inside there potentiometers so so you have to think about the Enverdi stuff. What a lot of people don't seem to realize, you know, if, if you do if you do own Enverdi stuff, you have to know how to maintain it. You know what I mean? The terminals need to be constantly sanded to make sure that it's a it's a good contact. Things get out of tune a lot, you know, and everything. But uh, yeah, but getting back to the die, the uh, the receiver was made a couple different ways. Uh, it was basically red LEDs, and so whatever whatever digit that is facing up, it would send a signal. Uh, to the receiver, which was on your person, and you could glance at it where you're, you know, where you're, where you're covering your eyes. You could have it in your breast pocket or even in your sleeve, for that matter. And the corresponding LED would light up, you know, in the proper slot. So that's how you would know if it's number one, two, three, four, five. Six was uh, six was blank, so it didn't it didn't throw a signal. Right. Okay. Now throughout the years, I I got a couple, you know, uh, wise guys that didn't put the die in the box. Okay. So that's an option too. Yeah. <laughs> and put the 
No, I have um, I have uh, a die trick upstairs in my magic room, and uh, yeah, you can tell what's numbers up, what numbers down. It's not electronic; it's a different method. But yeah, you right. know immediately when they don't put the die in the box for that trick. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't right. think of anymore. No. Die cipher. No, die cipher. No. That's that's pretty awesome. Yeah, we have uh, we now have listeners to this podcast in thirty three different countries, and not all of them are you know full time magicians. There's hobbyists, there's laymen that listen, and um, they're they're the ones getting a real education now that they know uh, electronic magic exists. But yeah, this yeah. guy came up with this stuff. This guy came up with this stuff in the you said fifties, sixties, seventies. Well, I mean, not only that, they don't have to say it, but I've actually seen people uh, overtly touch their pants pocket to set off something. And, <laughs> right, exactly. And it's yeah, like do they don't awesome have thing. any friends that watch them that tell them, hello, that is so obvious. You're, it is very obvious. Oh, my gosh. I mean, yeah, six so inches like away from their pants pocket and then touch their pants pocket, and then they go six <laughs> inches away and hover and wait till the next time. It's, <laughs> it's awful. Uh, 
Yep. So, so here's my thing. I I don't want to I don't want to give away too much to laymen, but there are companies nowadays that sell you know a simple revelation for three hundred bucks, and it's you know I'm worried about the batteries dying. I'm worried about you know hey I changed the batteries and I tested it, but one of the batteries is bad. Murphy's Law. I got a show to do. I I don't want to have to have backups for electronic stuff. It's just easier for me to do right. manual. It's easy for me to make excuses. Also, Chuck, um, of mm-hmm. not paying three hundred bucks for one simple reveal. But some of it's beautiful. I have friends that collect it, and it's you know thousands of dollars for you know three tricks. But um, have you had anything um, Murphy Law moment happen with your electronic stuff? Yeah, the best thing I could tell you. Two schools, well, one's a, one's a church and one's a school that I do, and my sound system does not work there. It's so weird, yeah. talking about interference. Exactly. I don't know if it's their alarm system or what, but we've been working the same church now for, 
Oh, I don't know. Years and years. 15 years straight. And um, every year we go there, we have to use their sound system. I hate it. But I'm like, yeah, yeah my sound system d doesn't work here because of your security thing. And it's, it's, it's yeah, weird. I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah, I know exactly what you're saying, you know, because I've been doing magic profession, like you said, about 38 years. And every once in a while, yeah, the, 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 my PA system I bring, it will act up. I know, I know exactly what you're saying, you know. And, uh, yeah, I mean, who knows? I mean, you know, I... I didn't diagnose exactly what's wrong, but like you said, it's some type of an interference that shouldn't be happening. But I mean, you will eventually run into some kind of a problem. Try to have it out. I mean, you know, watch watch your wording, you know, and uh, uh, so that that should pretty much take care of the problem to a vast degree. So, as far as your love of Ann Verdi, do you not only collect it? Do you sell your duplicates? Do you belong to a Facebook group of Ann Verdi? Do you? Yes. Yes, uh, yeah, all of, all, all of the above. You know what, throughout the years, yeah, I've uh, sold off several pieces or I've bought several pieces, you know, and everything. And, uh, yes, I do belong to several different Inverti groups on Facebook. If you search uh, if you search up on the block uh, Inverti, there's uh, two or three of them. And, uh, and you know, what one I actually started is called Electronic and Mechanical Magic. Uh, so that encompasses everything. It's not just Inverti. You know, because I also love watch work. I mean, watch work is very... Uh, very, very dependable, you know what I mean? Just as long as you keep it clean, you, you know, and if, and, if you, and if you spray some WD-40 and where the, where the governor is, where it actually, you know, you know the mechanism and so forth, uh, watch work is very, is uh, very reliable. It's uh, slower, you know, what, you know, than electronic uh, motor, obviously. But I'll tell you what, I mean, there's effects that have been built hundreds of years ago and are still working, like, like the Josephine talking skull, you know. Right. Uh, that, uh, that, that, you know that still works perfectly. Uh, there's the uh, swan that was built, which is which is not a magic trick, but I believe there was two of them built. And there's one house in St. Petersburg, Russia. It's it's a beautiful swan, and it's all watch work. And this thing will actually bend its head into what looks like water, but it's rows of tubular glass that rotate. And it looks like water, and it'll it'll put its beak inside and actually pull out a fish. You know, there's a fish that comes out of his beak, so it kind of looks like he caught it. Wow. And I think that thing was built in 17, 1750 or something. I mean, that's awesome. So yeah, you know, yeah. So watch work is very, very reliable. You know, so I, I mean, so I built things with watch work, and I've also bought things with watch work as well. Well, the most famous watch work was uh, uh, Jean Eugene Robert Houdin, and oh. um, you know, I've only seen the uh, Baker once, but I do believe that's my favorite. Oh, it's unbelievable. Yeah, you know, he's the father of modern magic. It wasn't for him. You know, magic would not be where it is today. I mean, he brought everything into the stage. You know what I mean? And he dressed up in a tuxedo. And, you know, he did the formal evening show. It wasn't for him. We would not have magic as it, as it is today. Yeah, he was, he was fantastic. You know what? I kind of look at him as like, you know, you know, like an earlier Del Rey. I mean, he started everything. And then about, you know, you know, but then maybe in about... 80 years later, you know, uh, you know, uh, what Del Rey did was used electronics instead of watch work. Right. But, uh, yeah, uh, Robert Houdin is fantastic, and uh, there's a lot of his effects. I believe John Gahan had restored them, and uh, he did a great job. Uh, uh, the trapeze artist, Antonio Diablo, that's, a, that's, a, that's an amazing, amazing piece, you know. Uh, if you go on my wife's YouTube, Sherry Computer, that's C-H-E-R-I Computer on YouTube, I've, I've built a couple of the Houdin things. I uh, recreated it. There's the Turk. Uh, oh, uh, no, that, that, that's not Robert Houdin, excuse me. That's uh, Von Kusen's 
uh, Turk. Uh, uh, but I did recreate that. He was an Austrian inventor, and so I recreated the Turk, where he sits at the chess set and he, and, he, and he plays chess and so forth. So I did recreate that. I sold that about a year ago, you know. And uh, it's a, you know what? It was a beautiful piece, but I built my tabletop. Was it full size? No, no, mine was the tabletop size, you know, and it's all hidden motors, hidden relays inside, and, you know. I'm you know, scrolling as fast as I can. Sherry Caputo, uh, Caputo, and that's C-H-E-R-I, just to let everybody know if they want to try to find okay. it. Um, yeah, because, you know what, there's a ton of my inventions on there throughout the years. I've, I've built a lot of things, and I collect different things, too. It's not just Inverti, but I'm most fascinated with Inverti. I, mean, I have a lot of the... I have a lot of Alberts, PNL, Owen Thayer, you know, and I like to highlight these things. You know what? I like to perform. I like to I tell stories. You know. <laughs> All right, I just found the tabletop Turk. Okay, yeah, yeah. That was at a that was at a kitchen table. My wife filmed that, and uh, wow. Uh, you know, I I kind of combine different things. The hand moves, you know, and everything. He plays chess. He knocks the pieces over, which is which is what Van Cusen's. Uh, uh, Turk did, you know, uh, when, when he'd get mad, he'd knock the pieces over. And, and uh, it's, it's a pretty fascinating story. If you do search this, it's pretty cool. If you Google uh, uh, the Turk, the automaton Turk, it's uh, it's, it's very interesting. You know, I all of... A, uh, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. I am building a, a Roberto Dan uh, uh, bakery right now as we speak. I'm about halfway through it. I just can't find the time to finish this thing, but it's a, uh, but it's a, you know what, it's a, it's a tabletop version, but it's actually, you know, uh, smaller than the original, but it's really cool. You're going to see the baker come outside and he'll nod and you drop your, and you, you drop your menu, whatever pastry you want. There's going to be a, a menu with like five pastries. He'll, he'll go back in the doors and then the lights will come on in one room and you'll see him rolling out uh, the rolling pin. And then he'll come out with a selected uh, pastry from the menu, you know. I love it. I all, love it. Yeah, mine's going to be all, uh, you know, it's going to be all electronic. The one I'm building, it's going to be radio control, uh, probably with a six-channel key fob. Well, isn't it easier to make uh, two at a time? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, how, mu how much? How much? How <laughs> much? <laughs> yeah, that would be a good question. Yeah, yeah, I would have to agree with that because, you know, most of the builders I know do make two at a time. And I'm also a, a ventriloquist. You know, you're, you're problem solving. You're working this stuff out and making it work, and you have a sense of accomplishment when it's over. I totally get it, man. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Hey, but getting back to Aunt Birdie, you know, besides the, the, the mental die, he, he made the talking skull, the, you know, which is all electronic. Um, uh, he made the floating cube, you know, which, you know, we'll, we'll be talking about on this uh, little lecture that was put up by the House of the Unusual. Uh, the floating cube is a really cool effect. That was the last magic effect that he made before he passed away. He was born in 1925. And he died in 1995. So the last thing he marketed, uh, I believe, is, is, is the floating cube. And uh, with this, again, Will, is, is a cube. It's a little, probably a little two-inch square cube. And, and you, 
you know, the, uh, the cube is black with white spots. Uh, sometimes it has one spot, like it just has a blue spot on, you know, like on each side. You know, like he made them all different. But anyway, basically, the, you know, the, the, uh, the theme is the same. You drop it into a clear tube and you cap each end so it's like sealed inside. And, and you stand it upright so, so the tube is vertical. And you just stand away from it. And, and the cube will start to float by itself. It'll slowly rise, and you could say stop. It'll stop about halfway. You could say go back down. It'll it'll go down a few more inches. You could say come back up. It'll come up to the top. But then you finally take the top of the uh, cap off, and you and you overturn the tube, and, 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 and you could you could let it roll out. It'll fall into your hand. And what's what's neat about this is it's absolutely examinable after. After you roll this thing out of the tube, you can pass the cube for examination, you can pass the tube and both caps for examination, and there's nothing to be found. Wow. Now, is that is that part of the House Unusual lecture? Yeah, yeah. You know what? I actually demonstrate the floating cube on there. Yep, that's a really, really cool effect. I, I believe I did the talking skull and his barking dog. Yeah, he built a barking dog, which is a cute little... You know, it's a, it's a cute little toy, like the kind they sell around Christmas time. And he's on a little platform, a little plexiglass platform. And you could have a card selected, place it back into the pack, and you shuffle the pack. And either you or the spectator can build the cards down one at a time. And and uh, just before the one card is dealt, at some point, the dog starts to bark. And so the spectator is holding one card in his hand, which he was about to do onto the pedestal. And lo and behold, that's the selected card. He turns it over. It's, it's really amazing. Wow. Well, how long do you think that uh, lecture is on House Unusual? I believe it's about 14, 15 minutes, somewhere around there. And uh, we have it queued up, right? That's uh, if, if you go on there, if you go on YouTube and you go uh, under House of the Unusual and you click uh, onto their videos, you go into Secrets Exposed. You know, which uh, which I'm not exposing anything, but it's just like a catch thing. But it, it says secrets exposed. Chuck Caputo reveals amazing new magic line. And if you go to about 15 minutes in, 15:33, I'm on. Uh, that's the start of it. Mm. And so I have a big setup of a lot of inverted stuff. It took me a couple hours just to put that put that thing together. And uh, so, like, if your viewers want to watch it, I tell you what, it's a really, really, really cool little video. There. Well, I think we're gonna watch it. Why don't we watch it here? And then we'll talk over it and talk about it or pause it and fast forward it and play with it here. Yeah, we can do that. I'm, I'm, I'll start at 1533. 1533. Let me get to it because I was sure. getting out and going back. All right, let's see. Okay. All right, here we go. I'll turn the volume up. Okay. All right, here I go. Anytime, Sherry. Who is in birdie? <laughs> well, today we have in birdie and bizarre magic. Wow. Look at this rather strange looking. Is that case a carrying case or a close up case? That's yeah, I guess very like, strange. I guess it is. <laughs> it's starting to smoke, too. Let me reach inside. Since this is a bizarre cool. video, I have a candle. Watch. Wow. All right. <laughs> it gets stranger. Let me reach inside here. Let's see what we have. Okay. I've always liked. Chinese type lanterns. Oh. And that's a beautiful one. Beautiful. So is this box, is this Anverdi or is the production staff Anverdi? Uh, you know what the box 
So I had you built. You know. You, you know, built that. Yeah, you know what? Uh, the last five years or so, steampunk has taken over. I love steampunk. The theme of steampunk. That's what I was going to say. It looks very steampunk. Okay. Yep. Now, was the candle Anverdi? Uh, no, I, uh, that, that I had in my collection. I did not build that. I don't remember where that came from, but that's electronic as well, you know, and, uh, there's, uh, there's an LED that blows in there. All right. Know, and that, uh, but that steampunk box, it fits to a lot of the shows I do because steampunk has really gotten popular in the last five years or so. I mean, that's a, that's a fascinating, uh, field. I've always been interested in that since it came out. I, I love the, I love the retro look. Do you have the hat with the glasses and all that jazz? Oh, it's neat. It's neat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm going to push play again. Here we go. Oh, thank you. All right. All right, let me do a few things. There's a lot to tell you folks about Inverti. Okay. Inverti was a Dutch magician slash inventor. He was born in 1925, died in 1995. Oh. He invented a lot of things. Now, I'm going to show you some. I can't demonstrate everything because it would be a three-hour video. But if you hear my little friend over here, this is the talking skull. I've had this Coming for, up closer. Sure. I've had this for over 30 years. Aw. Have you noticed? His jaw actuates, <laughs> so he can find card selections. And wow, that's that's the size of a large small. apple. That's all it is. Really small. Yeah, it's, but it's let me make some yeah. do that so you can see everything. Okay. If you're watching, I have two dies. One is a smaller one. Okay, I'm coming one over. One is the bigger one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, here comes the floating cube. You're gonna love this. And this is the larger one. Okay, and we're gonna try and make this work in just a second. Okay. Okay. So are you set for the die? Yeah, let's sit down and uh, get All this right. good shot. I won't go anywhere near the die. It's in the tube right here. Okay, watch. Rise. Rise. Stop. Go back down. All the way down. Stop. Come up halfway. Terrific. Stop. All right, because of this uh, podcast here, okay. electronics and, and stuff. I have no idea with electronics to make that thing rise and lower. I mean, you could say you could say thread work, sure, you can make it happen, but golly, amazing. Keep in mind, Wes, you can dump that thing out and you can pass it for examination. That's what's mind blowing about it. Oh, it's pretty mind blowing without examining it. And there's those bottles, different mm. bottles he made. All right, this is the surprise box. This is a more common item where the lid closes. Okay, and this is his close-up pad. This is another spooky coin box. That's a nice looking box. Yes, it is. Here's a jumbo rising cards. Ooh. And toward the end, I'm going to step aside. You can pan all this, okay? I will, okay. Uh, here's the spirit bell. Sure, he's a good assistant, huh? Ooh. Ah. <laughs> so this is uh, freehand. Yeah, he's a, he's a okay. great assistant. He's very animated. Man, that's a ton of stuff behind you. Here's the 
not in bulk. And this oh. is the one with the blue ring between it. I see. This is so amazing. Uh, you basically encompass the blue uh, ring. Uh -huh. You place it in the box. You hand everything to a spectator. When they open it, the blue that ring That effect is called bolt of lightning. Yeah, the knobs and nut bolts. And what happens to it? It disappears. It disappears. Okay. Boy, the listeners, listeners aren't getting the full effect of this. Guys, you got to look this up. This is pretty awesome. I'm going to come over a little bit so I can see better. I see the dog. The blue ring is, is that the one with the blue ring is much more complex. Uh, and then the other one is a standard one with a nut will vanish and reappear on the bolt. Wow. Same as this one here. Oh, okay. This is one version. All right. Now, here's another key box. This is a... This is a poker chip type of a magic trick. Here's the spooky hand box. I mean, it goes on and on. Mm -hmm. Trays. Oh, we have trays. These are all, some are electronic, some are not. This is. I mean, this guy invented hundreds of tricks. Oh. On the back. Yeah, he did. Uh, and, and, he, and he was the only one that built this magic, here. which is pretty amazing. I mean, okay. there's only one guy. I mean, as far as I know, he didn't have any workers or helpers or anything. So what about, um, like, inverted catalogs? Is, uh, is that a thing? As a matter of fact, I have a couple catalogs. As a matter of fact, on this lecture, I, I show a few of his books that he wrote, and I actually show uh, his his catalog, which is what he mailed all around to different different dealers and so forth. And um, wow. yeah, so he did he did have his catalogs, and he had a couple people that from you know from different countries that was the major uh, people who brought it into the country, like the importers. And uh, one one here was Jerry Castle. Okay, yeah. He was the, yeah, he, he was the importer here in the United States. Then later on, he switched it to Jerry Castle. So... Uh, both of them are, are deceased now. In, in your show, um, how much is Anverti magic? I mean, you could uh, do a show with Anverti, an entire hour-long show. I've never heard of a walking table. That sounds awesome.
Oh, he, uh, yeah, his, I mean, his uh, genius was amazing. You know, uh, Murphy's Magic is currently reinventing the line. And that's another thing for your viewers to look for me. Uh, if you go to murphysmagic.com, they're, they're reinventing the Inverti line, and they're, and, they're, and they're putting electronics that are modern into it. And so they kind of got me as their spokesperson, you know, because I have the largest Inverti collection in, in the world. So if you go to murphysmagic.com, you can see me. Uh, they, they actually flew up from California up here to Pittsburgh, and they got me on video. And so I talk about Inverti. I'm asked a, a few questions and so forth. So it was, it was kind of neat. They did that in 2019 uh, prior to covid uh, they asked if I could fly my stuff down, but I, I, I couldn't take that chance. Uh, you can know, I me mean, for several reasons. Because if I have several big boxes of electronic stuff trying to fly on at the airport, that's a no-no. They could be confiscated. Uh, if I did mail it in advance, you know, maybe it'll get damaged. So I, I couldn't yeah. take that chance. So I said, listen, if you guys come up here to Pittsburgh, I'll do it. You know, So they did that, actually. Uh, Well, I turned your video down, volume down, and I was just continuing to watch as you were talking just now. And you showed the Inverti catalogs and some pictures and things. Right. I'm now at 23 minutes and 7 seconds where I paused it. But, man, I tell you, I, I think I have one of the Inverti catalogs. I have a huge collection of uh, lecture notes and books and oh, DVDs and great. stuff. But, yeah, I'm going to go dig out yeah, and look. Sometimes I get stuff in collections, and I'm like, I don't know what that is. I'll put it in the catalog section. Oh, but, yeah. All right, where are you at? What, what number? What? Let's see, I'm oh. at uh, 2511. All right, I'm going to 25, 25, this, this right here. Your mind, man. I'm going to turn it up, I'm going to turn it up. Okay. Hold on, I think you're stacking the glasses at 2506. Stack these up like so. Hold on, let me go back a little bit. I want to see the whole thing. I can't start in the middle of a trick. <laughs> I hope your viewers do it. All right. So the puppy is right before it. I'm at the puppy. All right, so 24.45. 2445 to see. Okay, sounds like a plan. This is probably one of the Check this out, most Nat. amazing liquid effects by Inverti. It's a stack of rings. And we're just going to build these up like so. Now, see, if I got those rings in a collection, I wouldn't know what the heck they were. And they'd be thrown away, because I don't know what they are. You know what? Most, more or less. Most people don't, Wes. The vast majority of people don't have any idea what to do or how to use it. Up they go. I guess we got about four or five rings. This effect is called a stack of ring glasses also, by the way. So we're going to put the last one up like so. All I have to do is pass my hand over and watch. Invisibly. Wow. Goes with wine. Huh? Very cool. Hey, thanks for stopping by today. I appreciate it. I hope you've learned about the genius of Inverdi. Thank you. Wow. Well, that was cool, man. Yeah, that's really neat. I like it. Dude, that's that's amazing. Or anything, never use hot water, you know. I uh, never spray any kind of detergent in there or anything. 
Now, would you say that's more parlor and not close up, though? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. That would that would be parlor or even small stage. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah I do use that, you know. And uh, there is a little bit of a setup in there, and uh, <laughs> it's a, you know, but it's an amazing effect, you know. And it's and it's you know the thing I want to express with that Wes is, is, is there's nothing attached to me, you know. I mean, like I can actually come out there with short sleeves and do it. I don't have any hoses going up my sleeves or anything like that. I mean, it's a self. I've never seen that trick ever in my life. That's pretty awesome. That's pretty cool. So everybody needs to go to House of Unusual on YouTube and look for um, in their videos. I'm going to try to find exactly. it one more time. Shoot. House of Unusual, and it says Secrets Exposed. Chuck Caputo reveals amazing new magic line. So uh, check that out. So you, all that radio silence we had for past 10 minutes, you'll, you'll understand. But... <laughs> Dude, that was awesome. That was really cool, man. Oh, good. I'm glad. I'm glad you liked it. You know, and he did write three books. Well, counting uh, counting his lecture notes, he has two lecture notes, which were he printed in 1964. It's volume one and two. And uh, you know what? Uh, the stuff in there is phenomenal because he also did things with scarves and rings. You know, he used like an invisible thread. He did some great penetration. So they're all listed in there. Some very very clever effects. So, and they're, they're like little booklets, actually, you know. So those those are still available. If you look around on used lists, they're still available. And in 1965, don't quote me on this, but he, he wrote a book. Was, I'm not sure exactly how many pages, but it was called Miracles with Liquids. And so he uh, details the trays, uh, the different liquid effects. And in 1992, a few years before he passed away, he came out with a really pretty big book. It's called 50 Years of Magic Creation. And he explains his, his bottles, his trays, all the way through the electronic stuff. And he even gives schematics on, like, how to build this, uh, how to build his, his effects. So, uh, you know what? So, like, if anybody has a propensity with electronics, you know, you could, you could theoretically, uh, you know, build his stuff. Uh, from my understanding, the, the uh, components are pretty hard to get, though, like the original type of components. Uh, but, you know, I mean, though, but the basic premise is still there, so you could take the idea and actually build it with modern electronics. Wow. So what about the stuff that you've created and marketed and sold? Do you still have products available that people can buy? Yeah, you know what? I, I don't build the really complex stuff anymore, but for years, yeah. You know what? I'm into spooky stuff. Wes, I like to scare people, man. I don't know why, but I love <laughs> spooky magic. You know, so throughout the years, I've built different types of spirit bells. I've built talking skulls, life-size ones, smaller ones, um, things that float, things that move, you know, what, uh, spirit, uh, tabletop spirit cabinets. Uh, I did build about three or four uh, spirit cabinets that were from the Tarbell books. I bought, I built the Tarbell uh, haunted house, and I actually sold them all already, but uh, it, it was kind of cool. So if you look on my wife's, uh, you know, if you look on her YouTube channel, Sherry Caputo, you'll see me probably within the last four or five months, I built three of them. And I made it all electronic, you know, where the card rises out of the chimney, the selected card rises out of the chimney. You know, I also...
Does he have the talking skulls as well? No, like I said, this is all just basic stuff. You know what? The electronic stuff, I pretty much don't build that stuff anymore. Oh, and about eight or nine years ago, Wes, I built a lot of flea circuses in my spare time. There was a hot time with these flea circuses, man. I sold them worldwide. You know what? I couldn't even keep up building these things. I probably sold over 150 of them. Yeah, you know what? Some were electronic, some were manual, and some were combination electronic. You know, I mean, for some reason, there was a craze about eight years ago with flea circuses, man. People wanted to combine it with their magic shows or what have you. So I, I touched on a hot subject, and I tell you what, I sold a ton of them, man. All different sizes, tabletop, the big footlocker ones, you know, and everything. And so I built all the electronics inside, all the gadgets to make the flea supposedly climb the step ladder. And he jumps into the splash pool, and a plop of water comes out. I had, huh. I had a ton of effects, different things, like a little bowling pins. The you know the bowling ball would crash into the pins, you know, and so forth. That's and amazing. Then, Does Sherry have yeah. any of those on video? Yeah, yeah, they're, they're on there. If, if you can't find it on hers, just look under mine, Chuck Caputo. You know, so because you know, I was originally doing uh, my my uh, uh, YouTube channel, Chuck Caputo, a magician, Chuck Caputo. So if you, whatever you can't find on Sherry, go to Chuck. It's just that I was getting so many videos on her, we just very well woke up and went up under Sherry's name, you know. And but yeah, yeah, but I got one flea Build a flea circus by Chuck Caputo. I found it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that, that was a fairly recent one. I was I, I haven't built one for a long time. This you could construct right in front of the audience. You open the box up, you put it all up, you know, you put the props on top and you constructed it and yet the things move and, and so forth. It was a very clever idea. I sold that I built maybe three of the three or four. I sold those almost immediately, you know. And um it's just a lot of fun. You know what? I like to tinker with things. I've always been a tinker. I take things apart. But I do like spooky magic. I have to admit, uh, this is my favorite time of the year. I like to... Me too. You know what? Yeah. You know what? Go to the go to the Halloween stores, man. Get some nice spooky props. And you could, if you're into electronics even remotely, you could you could dissect these things and put a receiver in there and make them work uh, with a little key fob. You know, you don't have to, have to touch anything. You know? I mean... Uh, there, there, there's a lot of potential. I got I got little babies, uh, ten months, eleven months old now, and uh, uh, I imagine I could freak them out with a talking skull. <laughs> <laughs> Get them a year and a half. What are you doing out of bed? Go back to bed. <laughs> you guys must be a lot younger than me, because I tell you what, uh, we've been married. It'll be almost. It'll be going on thirty years coming up in May. Wow. And, uh, Congratulations. Yeah, it's our boy's uh, birthday. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, you know what? So, uh, so we're excited about that and everything. And, um, you know, they asked me, do I want to do some close up magic at the reception? I said, no. I just want to sit and relax and take yeah. it easy. And I don't want to. <laughs> right. Enjoy yourself. Or, or yeah. you could have something really cool happen, like all the candles uh, light or blow out when you do a toaster. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be very that's cool. About it. You, know, that, you know, that's the thing about it, Wes. I mean, you know, you know, like, you know, like, you know yourself, if you go to a family reunion or something, they say, hey, come here, do some magic. You know, it's like you can't relax. It's no. Like, oh, yeah, you're on. I just want to... You're yeah, on. You're in performance mode. Stuff. Yeah, props in my pocket 24 hours a day. You know, it's just I want to sit and relax with family stuff, right? Right. Yeah, I get that. Definitely. <laughs> what you can get 
market, you know, to work by threads and so forth, and you can change it around, you know, you know, you can put a servo in there to pull something, or you can uh, put a motor, you know, look like a little DC motor, uh, you know, like a, like a low RPM one, you could make it pull the thread or what have you. So there's a, there's a lot of possibilities where you can modernize things, you know what I mean? And it's, it, it saved me a ton of money because I do this stuff myself. I mean, like, if I didn't know all this stuff, I'd have to buy these things, and and uh, it could get expensive, you know that. Oh, yeah, yeah. So as far as um, people booking you for shows, um, what kind of shows do you do? And do you have a website people can find you besides the YouTube stuff? Yeah, you know what? I'm on a bunch of – I'm on a few different websites. Just so, – you know what? If, you know what? I only go through the tri-state area. I'm in Pittsburgh. I cut it down. You know, I'm, I'm not as young as I used to be. I'm uh, – <laughs> So I go to the tri-state area. I, I go through Pennsylvania, certain most parts of Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia. So if anybody's interested, you know what? Just Google magician Chuck Caputo. It'll take you right to my uh, right to my web pages. And you know what? Uh, but I don't travel really past the tri-state area. You know, uh, you know, you know. Back when I was younger, I would. You know what? I would do certain uh, companies and so forth. But I just I just cut it down. I don't feel like traveling. I, I, you know what? When you get my age, West. Kind of slow down a little bit. I know it's hard to believe, but I can only drive probably two hours. <laughs> two hours tops. It's like forget it, you know. And uh, I don't feel like I don't feel like doing it anymore. You know? We went to the Abbott's get together two summers ago. That was pretty cool. I always wanted to do it, so I told my wife, "Let's let's do it." So we did. It was such a blast. I mean, I'd highly recommend going to conventions. Anybody out there, uh, you know, whatever state or country you're in, go to your conventions. Go to your local chapters, whether it's the IBM. SAMs, you know, but, uh, but we stopped in, we, we had a blast at the Abbott's get-together, and what was cool, you, you know, for what it's worth, you know, you know, people did recognize me, they said, wow, we watch your videos, man, you know. Oh, that's you know, great. That was, was kind of neat, you know, that's I was great. very humbled by that experience, it was, it was really cool. Cool, man. So, um, Facebook, can people find you on Facebook? Yeah, yes, just, yeah, just search Chuck Caputo on, on the Facebook, you know, I don't really talk about magic too much, I put funny little things on there, you know, and stuff, and family photos and everything, you know, I got, I got photos of my mom and dad when they were younger, and, you know, and so forth, like a throwback Thursday, but I don't really talk about magic too much on there, you know, I mean, it's, you know, just like funny little things, I try to keep it light, but, uh, yeah, well, I mean, though, you know, but if someone wants to contact me, just, you know, just Google Chuck Caputo, you know, what's kind of weird is I get... I get emails almost daily. There was a guy today who was asking me about a jumbo rising cards, like what would be what would we be worth and so forth. And there's people to contact me West where they have the plastic stuff, just like you're talking about. They have the rings that was in a collection they bought, and, and they say, "I think this might be inverted. What is it?" Right. You know. So I tell them, you know what? Uh, take a few pictures, get it as close as you can, and and you know, and just send it to me, and I'll I'll examine it, you know, as best I can. And yeah, so you'd be surprised the people that. You know, contact me. You know, or, or a prop isn't working. I don't generally like to take people's props and try and fix it because I don't want to, God forbid, break it or make it worse. You know, what I mean, uh, but I instruct them how to sand the terminals, and, and you know, it, nine out of ten times things need cleaned up a bit. You know, it might not be working because the terminals are are, are corroded. You know, uh, one one more tip for anybody out there who has any electronic stuff, if it's Anverti, if it's anything, never store it with batteries. When you're done using it, take the batteries out always. Never, ever store anything with batteries because they will leak. I've done that mistake so many times just with Halloween props and with uh, magic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Pop, those, pop those batteries out, man. <laughs> One guy I knew in Pittsburgh, he passed away, and uh, they had willed me several of his props. 
Well, Chuck, thank you so much for doing this tonight, man. We're running out of time. Um, hey, it, it was it was a pleasure. It was great talking to you guys. I'm very impressed with you. I saw you on uh, Penn and Teller, and I'm going to spread your website around. And uh, will this podcast go on your website then? I can tell people about it. Or? I'm going to send you everything as soon as we hang up the phone here. Uh, I'm going to tell you all the details. So uh, it'll go out next Wednesday great. at 3 p.m., but we'll get to all that. Hey, thank uh, you so much, guys. It's uh, Check him out, Chuck Cap- Puto, and that's uh, C-H-U-C-K, and his last name is C-A-P-U-T-O. And um, just search for him on YouTube, or Sherry uh, Caputo on YouTube, and uh, check out all those videos. He's got hundreds of videos out there, and it shows all this electronic cool stuff, so awesome. Thank you so much for doing this tonight, man. I really do appreciate it. Uh, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. It was great talking to both of you. Hey, stay on the line. I'm going to do a couple plugs real quick, and then we'll wrap this thing up. All right, perfect. Uh, we are so happy to announce that our new show merchandise is available at westisley.com. That's logo t-shirts, my TV podcast t-shirts, magic man hats, stickers, playing cards, and more. Check it all out at westisley.com. And season two of Wes Isley's Magic Life, the TV show, <laughs> is now over, but you can still binge watch all of season one and two on Jewel TV. Jewel TV is on Roku, Amazon Fire, Apple TV, the Jewel TV app, and tons of other places. It's in over 100 million households. All you have to do is look for it. See See you next next week. Today's episode of the podcast is sponsored by Express Copy and Graphics. Mention promo code Wes Isley to get 10% off. Their website is expresscopy.com. That's X-P-R-E-S-S-C-O-P-Y.com. They do it all. Copies, banners, signs, vehicle wraps, promo items, practically anything you need printed, they can do it for you. These guys are great. Check them out. Check us out online at wesisley.com and patreon.com forward slash Wes underscore Isley. For behind the scenes videos, blooper videos, never before seen footage, discounts on merchandise, magic trick tutorials, and more. That's Wes Isley spelled W-E-S. I-S-E-L-I.